0: In this week's episode, Tony talks to Jeremy Bartak. Jeremy is a mental health advocate, a runner and a coach. Jeremy talks about his upbringing and how he was privileged with a loving family, but how he wanted to pursue that life in music and how it all got a little bit too much. With a dream of being a hip hop artist after high school, Jeremy bounced around between jobs, not knowing exactly what he wanted to do. Though, there was a moment in time where Jeremy thought, no, enough's enough. He talks about that moment where he thought no more cigarettes and no more of this lifestyle. He took a fortnight away down in Phillip Island to reassess life and at that moment he started running. It's an incredible journey to listen to and it's incredible to hear how Jeremy has turned his life into being an advocate around mental health and how he's helped a lot of friends along the journey. So sit back and enjoy today's episode as much as we did.
1: Jeremy, welcome to the Cofcon Bond podcast. Uh, we had that wonderful introduction by Jamie. Uh, really appreciate you coming here today.
2: Thanks, Tony. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. me.
1: Now, Jeremy, we are going to go into your life today, uh, delve in. I'm certainly not a psychologist or a psychiatrist in any way, but I do, I do personally believe you've got a very inspiring story of, you know, just. A normal person basically has made a lot of changes in his life to get to where he is today. And, you know, as we're talking off air, a lot of changes that, as you said, have certainly benefited your life. And uh, I would suggest mo- most likely prolonged your life um, as well. I, I dare say so, yes. Yeah, so, well, well let's, let's start, you know, it's, um, let's start basically where you come from, your childhood. Uh, let's, let's just start at the, the early years and, and what those sort of first formative years of your life was like. Absolutely sure. I mean, I think, yeah, you said it there. I'm,
2: and I'm uh, happy to put my hand up and just say I'm just a regular person in a lot of ways. I know there's a huge range of different stories out there. Mine's pretty um, pretty normal for, I guess, a, uh, a Melbourneian uh, from the eastern suburbs. I've had a very privileged life, which I'm very grateful for growing up. I had a great you know family and supportive upbringing. So... Um, I just went to uh, a couple of private schools, bounced around school a little bit, ended up at a at a tech school at the end of uh, end of my high school times. I was kind of like the black sheep of the family. I'm from a very uh, studious and uh, well well accomplished academic. Family. Quite a few lawyers in the family as well. L- lots of lawyers, Barristers, lawyers, lawyers <laughs> journalists, yeah. architects, PhDs, psychologists, all, all of the, all of the above. So, um, yeah, I was sort of like the creative one, if you know what I mean. Um, and that was great. You know, I was always well, still well supported by my family in doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, I threw. Through, I guess, my interest in the more creative art side of things, I ended up um, doing video production and uh, recording music with my buddies. In high school, we we were uh, part of those sort of early Australian hip hop uh, days in um, the early 2000s. And so I spent a lot of my time um, over the following 20 years, um, Writing and recording and performing with my label mates on a, an independent label that I founded with one of my best friends in um, the year two thousand. Okay. And um, yeah, through that we had a huge amount of fun, as you could imagine. There was a lot of uh, a lot of partying.
1: Well, let's uh, let's talk about that fun and where that actually led to, because the the music industry is renowned for, you know, if if you look at what's uh, the famous uh, line in that kiss song. Um, one of uh what is it party all night and uh so it's uh a rock and roll all well, night yeah we hip hop yeah. all night and yeah and right. every day yeah exactly so i oh, see so you in the hip-hop there yeah. yeah so yeah exactly and um so you know reason uh yes yes yeah, so, yeah, jason, jason yeah. jason's a good friend of ours all oh, right yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so, shout so. out to Ree. yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yep
2: yep great guy um, but yeah, so that's right. I mean, we were the, we were probably that next generation after those pioneers like reason that yep. came out of Melbourne that, we, you know, that they, they were the guys we looked up to and, you know,
1: guys like you. So you were graffitiing the trains as well or all the um, rest
2: of it? yeah, my <laughs> boys were, yeah. So yeah. I was never very, very good, um, with the, uh, the graphic design as <laughs> okay. we call it. But, the <laughs> but you're good at filming them, do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was probably better on the, uh, the writing, um, lyrics and and yeah the music side of things but yeah so those guys kind of took us under their wing in a lot of ways and gave us opportunities to perform live and um you know distribute our music in the local scene and um you know sort of touching back on my family like i always thought maybe there was something a bit wrong with me because i didn't have this passion to go to melbourne uni or do you know okay. what i mean i didn't know what i wanted to do i had yeah. no idea what i wanted to do and i thought everyone else seems so confident in what they wanted to do yeah. in the future and i you know i guess i was trying to work out what that was and i just i didn't know and the only thing i knew that i cared about was the music yeah so that's what i that was my passion
1: that's what i put all of my energy into but that's that's still very understandable at the same time you know it's it's if you're going to have a career in music and actually be successful, because a lot of people, you know, there's, there's a lot of songs on Spotify, uh, but yeah. if you actually want to be very successful in music, you actually don't just have to be passionate and talented, you actually have to really work hard, it's not easy. That's right
2: and and long way to the top
1: if you want to rock and roll hip hop in your <laughs> case yeah
2: Yeah and um, you know I guess that's probably a good a good point to touch on as well is that like as much as I loved it and and this is me just you know I'm very real with my situation and you know I've had a lot of time to reflect on things now as an older person that um, as much as I loved it and I told myself that's all I wanted to do like I probably didn't give it enough attention and we probably were definitely, I was just more focused on, you know, just having that great day and that great night and there wasn't any real um, sort of business side to it in terms of where it was going to go. What was it going to lead to? Was I really going to make a life and a career out of it? I don't think I ever seriously thought that was possible, so yeah what was going on was uh um you know it's pretty normal in your 20s but lots of drinking and um you know i I was smoking cigarettes from a very young age so and and weed as well from about 14 onwards so again you know you you feel like you you think you're old and you're mature at at that age which Mm. is just ludicrous looking back you're just a you know a mere child and um I realize now that yeah that was a very young age to be you know getting going headfirst first into all, all of that sort of stuff and um,
1: Jeremy I actually found that a um, you know when my sons who are young men now when they start becoming teenagers that's when I started giving them the speeches that my parents were giving me and of course I was ignoring and and they pretty Mm -hmm. much ignored me as well but you know they look back now as young men and and think well my oldest has said to me a couple of times I probably could have just listened to you the first time so it's um but it it is interesting though because we I think in some way we all it's not necessarily a rebellious streak but we just need to find ourselves is that fair definitely and and I asked that sorry and I asked that question knowing that you do a lot of work in Uh, mental health as well so it's um and so i mean is is that just you know young teenagers finding their own way and not necessarily not necessarily being rebellious with their parents or not appreciating what their parents have but this is what we want
2: yeah i think so i mean i i reflect back on all that stuff and think about it and it is you can i mean i could only speak obviously on my own experience but it just felt like for me that yeah i thought it was like, a, like i said like i thought it was a problem that i had that i didn't know what i wanted to do but i realized that that's that was just who i was and i i you know what i was interested in was what i was interested in and um you know th- thankfully like i come back to my you know supportive family that i had always had around me lots of great friends and family and we sort of had it drummed into us that we should always um, have a job we all had jobs from that time we were 15 years old and so even though a lot of the guys that I was knocking around with were you know probably more wild and loose than I was I kind of always had a job like even though I was you know I, I would work in like a I worked in supermarkets and hospitality and started getting jobs in, like, call centres and stuff like that. So I always sort of had this one side that was a little bit of stability. So I would be going to school or TAFE and going to my part-time job, but then I was just dying to get out of those places so that I could go and, you know, do my music and stuff like that. So I kind of had one foot in each world. Um, So, you know, around my... Family, um, I probably felt like I was the wild one that was living this, you know, different lifestyle. And then also, you know, around all the the other guys in the music world and sort of from that sort of street world, I felt like I was the really responsible one that had yeah. the job and had, you know, wasn't sort of getting arrested or yeah. um, getting into hard drugs or anything yeah. like that. So it was kind of like this weird... Um, paradox in a way of like I didn't quite fit in with the family side and and some of the people I went to school with and I didn't quite fit in on the other
1: side as well I was just kind of doing my own thing the whole time but we were we were talking um off air earlier where you know we're talking about you know my teenage years your teenage years and things like that and uh friends how they can have that light bulb moment or you know us as individuals was only about my journey on meditation, but can have that sort of light bulb moment, which has a long lasting positive impact in our lives. But we've also spoken about the downside, you know, where we've had friends who are no longer with us yeah. and we've had other friends who we probably thought... We're going to be dead by the time they are eighteen. Who are now thriving in life and things like that. So absolutely, you know. So those areas. What from your experience? Because you said you've, you know, you've got friends who are in, who are now past uh, things like that. So from what you're from your experience, what do you think's led them down that way, where they couldn't necessarily see that change or that change that was necessary? And we'll talk about your own change mm-hmm. um, as well coming up as well. So from from just you know without being a psychologist or psychiatrist but from your own observation from somebody who's made some pretty great impacting you know changes in his own life what do you think that's been for them yeah what stopped them oh it's so it's so hard to say yeah. isn't it? You oh know, well i mean you yeah. can speculate i guess but i think and that's i suppose what i'm asking yeah is, yeah, that speculation? Yeah.
2: yeah is it um i've just seen people go down that road of um drug addiction and you know i I strongly believe that a lot of that is is rooted in um you know mental health and past traumas and all Mm. of those sorts of things that that probably cause those demons to take over and um yeah it's a it's a hard hole to dig your way out of and um you know i've got i've got good friends that are still with us that have gone in down into that hole and they're kind of they haven't found their way out like they're they're still doing their thing but yeah. they'll never be the same yeah and um others yeah like i say that just that they never made it back at all and you know died young and um for me i mean to jump jump my story forward that that kind of seeing that sort of stuff sort of scared me straight in a way that i you know so you didn't want to be one of these musicians who died at 27 nah not at all <laughs> yeah. i know some people probably i know i know they're a, there are people that aspire to that, sadly. Um, yeah. a, a few people, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, like, to jump the story forward a bit, like, I, I was sort of maintaining this status quo where I had convinced myself that music was what I was doing and what I was gonna be doing, um, you know, and the, I was basically, yeah, just a really heavy smoker. Um, I had a really unhealthy diet. I wasn't sleeping enough. You know, I was holding down my job. So we're talking, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years since this lifestyle had sort of begun. And I was seeing, you know, a lot of my other friends were, you know, building businesses, starting families, um, and others that, you know, like the guys we've already spoken about are no longer with us. And I was just somewhere in the middle. I just felt a bit lost, and I was. Um, I was convinced that I wasn't reaching my potential, you know, in How old would
1: you have been at that stage?
2: Oh, like into my 30s, you know. And I was just like, well, like, I guess I'd, yeah, like I say, I'd convinced myself of things for a long time, but I think deep down I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a bad, I wasn't in a bad situation. I didn't have a bad life. But at the same time, I was like, well, you just get one shot at this. Yeah. What am I doing? Am I actually going to find out, you know, what else... What else is out there? Because I've been doing the same things for, you know, yeah, like I say, 10, 20 years. Yeah. And as much as I loved it, like, I knew I could just keep going around that merry-go-round. And, um, you know, the cigarettes weren't getting any cheaper, I can tell you. and it, <laughs> That was seriously one of the main things that, like, spurred me into action. Yeah. Was it like, I knew how, I always knew how bad it was for me. You know, my mum was a fitness instructor. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. For a long time. And she just used to you know she gave up trying to tell me you know because she knew i wasn't stupid but i just wouldn't i was a bit stubborn i guess and i didn't want to do things until the time was right for
1: me and then i just can i can i ask then when you say for the time that was right for you you knew you wanted to make changes but you said you'd do it when the time was right for you yeah and we had that conversation before as well you're a person who's like yeah, I'll do this, but I'll get around to it in my time, when the time is right for me. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of actually successful people who have made real things in their life have that sort of mentality as well. I'll, I'll do it when it's right uh, to do it. I'll do it when I want to do it. Or just being a husband, you know. I told you I'll get to it. You don't have to remind me every month. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so it's, exactly. Uh, yeah. But it's um. But what was that moment for you where you said, "Okay, I'm actually now going to stop smoking the darts, basically." Yeah. Well. Uh, well, it's first th- of all, did you get off the weed first before you stopped smoking the cigarettes? No.
2: No. So okay. I did it. I did it all sort of at once. So okay. What happened was over the over the course of about um. I'd say 12 to 18 months, because basically with my music, I always had two, three, four different projects going on at a time, so they were yeah. always overlapping. We'd put one out, and then I'd have to well, I've got to finish this next one, you know? Yeah. And so I realised that that cycle was probably never gonna end unless I decided to, to end it. Yeah. Um, in the sense that I wanted to do something drastic. I kind of came to the conclusion that I, in order to, to shake things up, I was going to have to do something kind of drastic yep. um, in, in my own world's terms, that is. So a few things started to formulate. So I had, um, I had a friend of mine who invited me on, uh, like he was doing a tour of the country for his album um it's something that you know i'd played a million shows in melbourne and a couple of, you know in regional areas but i'd never really played shows like all around australia and he invited me to come and do all these shows with him all around the the country and my first instinct was like i was so in my comfort zone which is probably a big thing we can talk about is like i was really Jeez, yeah. in my comfort zone and i didn't want to i was just scared to leave it you know what i mean okay. like it, that's something that I wouldn't have said back then, but I know now that I was some, like full of like...
1: But there would be a lot of people, though, who, you know, you talk about you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in a way, but there's a lot of people yep. whose comfort zone would not be standing on a stage with a microphone. Yeah. Uh, well, mine, know. that was mine. So there was yeah. only
2: two places I really wanted to be. One was, yeah, on the stage performing and, you know, through the... You know, there were mental health impacts that, like, smoking weed constantly gives you, and that's yeah. one of them is just this weird sort of social anxiety, where I would be very comfortable on the stage performing in front of any number of people, um, but the moment I got off the stage, I wanted to like leave the establishment and go home and be by myself, basically. Okay. Yeah. And and that was, a, you know, I knew that wasn't very healthy um do you think you're a bit of an introvert or do you think the
1: weed was doing that to you
2: yeah i think i'm probably i'm naturally like i'm naturally more extroverted i think
1: knowing your sister i I would have thought it might have run into family yeah yeah and um like i definitely
2: i think like most people you have sort of qualities from each camp but like you know um i know some true like my partner is she's introverted and i know that it's very different to what I'm like, so yeah. I, I'm definitely much more down the the extrovert side of side of things. But yeah, I think that was something I noticed that I just was like, nah, you know, that's not that's not a like someone who likes being around people is comfortable yeah. talking to people. I can talk to people I don't know yeah. comfortably. But at the same time, I just wanted to go home and smoke by myself. I knew that was the problem.
1: I was going to say, because you know, you're know getting on stage, and one thing about hip-hop, you are bearing your soul in your spits uh, that you put out there. So it's, it's basically a case of that you're up there on stage bearing your soul, and then you want to get out of there and basically smoke a joint.
2: Yeah, and um, so what I realised, again, this was all sort of formulating over a period of time, but I was like, look... If I can not squander this opportunity to go and do a national tour with my friend who's invited me, a really talented artist, um, you know, I'll never get that opportunity again, potentially. So um, I said I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this tour, I'm going to finish these two albums that I was working on. Um,
1: Another thing you're I, working on the albums for other people, though your albums. Um,
2: one of them was a compilation, and one of them was a, a project of my own. Which I do have Reasons last CD, by the way, uh, so i right. have to get some of yours. Oh right, yeah, I'll, <laughs> yes, I'll get you on to, yeah. Yep, so okay. I did. I had this like another thing I then um, I wanted to do was actually do an album properly from a business perspective in terms of like just investing money into the process and getting experts to do everything, you know professional mixing, professional mastering, professional video production on the okay. on the film clips, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this album like it's gonna be my last album, and it probably will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, And so I did the tour, I finished off the two albums. Yeah. I couldn't have been happier with how all of that went. And so now I had this open, well this clean slate basically, and I had long service leave from my previous job. Um, and so I was like, well, that's it. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off work. I'm going to go somewhere by myself and I'm going to just cold turkey everything. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: and I thought that would be the drastic So there was, there was no professional help that you went and sought? Or anything nah. like? No. like just uh, I've, nah. made, I, I've, made all, my, I've made my mind up and yeah, I'm it. Yeah, the time, my yeah. time had come basically.
2: Yeah. And I was like, this is it. I've got, I've got everything. I've got all the resources that I need. You know, like I can. I I knew that I had to get away from the, you know, the day to day, the stress. I knew I wouldn't be able to pull it off going to work every day. Change of routine. Like trying to quit smoking and then have to show up at the office at a job I didn't particularly love um, that I had at that time. Um, I knew I'd get stressed and I I didn't want there to be any excuses or any triggers or you know what I mean I wanted to give myself every opportunity to like get it right the first time, because I'd never really tried to quit. Some people quit every week, you know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I've got yep. a great friend who's, you know, he's quit many times. i um, had a great life and, and once. And I, the, I,
1: I quit between my cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there
2: you go. And, and a lot of people are like that, and that's that's fine. But I'd never even really given it a proper crack. Mm. I, I was convinced I actually just couldn't, so I never okay. tried, you know what I mean? So
1: anyway, yeah. I decided that's it. So at, so at this stage, so, you've probably been smoking for... 15 odd years or so? Yeah, tw- oh, 20, 20, years, 20 plus. Yeah. So from the age of say 15 and I was yeah.
2: 36 yeah, okay. maybe at this time, 35, yeah, okay. 36. So I was like, all right, that's it. Um, and so I, I did it. Um, I planned it all in advance. Finished. I did the tour, finished the albums, booked long service leave, booked a beach house, Phillip Island. Um, and I was like, Told the family, you know, I'm going down.
1: I've seen a couple I was months.
2: like, yeah, I was like putting myself into rehab, like, okay, but, yeah. but like not on any, not with anyone. Not to over over pay $10,000 yeah, a week. Like for I was it. watching over myself, yeah. yeah. So, and so, you know, I took some books and some nicotine patches, and, you know, I was like, this, we'll just see what happens. It was kind of like an experiment. And that's why, that was one of the reasons I was sort of um, vlogging or documenting what was happening like okay. on a video so that I could sort of talk to the camera about what I was doing and do what you was think happening think changing
1: your environment and day-to-day routine was a big part of being able to make the changes as well
2: I don't I don't know for sure but I think so I yeah.
1: think it, I, I'd already thought it out you know
2: I'd, yeah. I'd thought through all the possible scenarios and I was like just do everything that you can to give yourself the best opportunity to for it to work, yeah. so take out all the things that are, I, you know, I thought about what's going to get in the way. You know, like I was saying before, like it's just the stress of work or having someone there who's probably hasn't done anything wrong, but I'd bite their head off because yeah. I'm pissed off. You yeah. know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. I was like, I don't want to upset anybody else either. That was the other thing. Um, but you'd really thought it through. Oh yeah, yeah. This was I was thinking you, about you, it every day. Yeah. There was nothing I wanted more. Like I was. I remember talking to the guy who produced my album and, and at, we were at one of the gigs. It was one of the last shows of the tour and we were down in Geelong. I remember it distinctly and we were sitting at the bar and I just said to him, like, I can't wait to get the album out and get this tour finished so that I can go and do this thing that I've decided on. I was excited about it even before it had started. Um, and, yeah, so that happened I got through. I was down in this beach house for two weeks, and I realized like it was like it was like a non-event in a lot of ways. Like I was expecting the sky to fall in, (laughs) yeah. But like nothing really happened. Like I didn't even use the nicotine patches. Okay. I didn't freak out. I didn't cry myself to sleep. It was really boring. Like that was about it. And and I felt you know I felt I felt this innate um, sort of urge to smoke and I talk about it in all the videos but Mm. it was just I I guess I was just reflecting on everything and talking to myself essentially to a camera like once a day while I was down there Um, and then yeah, a funny thing happened after the first—I don't know—week is that I started to think about. All right, well, I've got through a week. I don't smoke anymore.
1: Well, I've managed not to smoke mm-hmm. for a week. Yeah. Or I didn't. So, I didn't... did you change your diet through that period as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I was. Were you, were you ever a drinker? Did you keep drinking? Did you stop drinking? I used to drink. Just not, it wasn't a big thing, but yeah, I yeah. decided to stop drinking at that time
2: because yeah. it was. Um, something that encouraged smoking, you know. Yeah. We, um, most smokers will know the feeling of... Beer in one hand, cigarette in the other. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, even those people that... don't There are those people that just smoke when they're drinking, you know. Yeah. I don't yep. know how they do it, but yep. I was like, that was another thing. I was like, I'll eliminate that. I'll eliminate the weed because that was... They're all sort of linked together, yeah. basically. And other times where I'd tried to cut down, I'd cut one down, and the other one would increase. Yeah, okay. So I'd thought about all of these things. I was like, I smoke less cigarettes, and I'll have more weed, or I'll have yeah. less weed, and I'll have
1: more beers. And so you through know, your past experiences, you knew the excuses that you could make. Yeah, exactly. So I happen. was,
2: I was, I had an argument for all of those. Yeah. And I, I found a way to just checkmate myself into this situation where it was all or nothing. And um, yeah, that's how it played out. So and then. So, I Jeremy, like, can I just ask one question? Yeah, yeah. What
1: was the, what was that sort of time period from where you thought I'm going to do this to the point that you did do it? What was how long did that take uh, was, to get to that? It was probably about a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, that what one a lot of the people things, would think. My oh God, it's changed overnight. That's what people thought. Yeah. yeah because yeah. that's what it looked like. Because yeah.
2: that's because people were like, how did you just do that? Like. Um, and I, like, people were extremely supportive and, yeah. and happy about it, but like at the same time, they were like, "Like what?" do you f-? just wake up and yeah, and that's yeah. why I talked about it in my videos. Is like, it was very far, you know, from a, an overnight thing. It was a, a, a well-orchestrated plan that yeah. did get executed overnight, but it was like eighteen to twelve months of planning before that. Yeah, and I and one of the things, you know, I kept making the videos throughout the and I still do now I don't really talk about um we'll get on to what I talk about in my videos in a minute but um I talk about the fact that I you know I didn't just it didn't just come out of nowhere it was just um yeah it was just the. the trigger did get pulled but the plan was already was already laid out and so um after a little while I was like well what a like what are healthy people? What do they do? You know, because I didn't, you because know, <laughs> I only ever <laughs> ate junk food as well. So I, I I stopped all
1: that, and I was like, but I've seen photos of you back the back then. You know, as, as yeah, as you know, I'm friends with your uh, your sister and her husband. Yeah. Um. So I've seen photos of you're always a thin guy. Yeah. You, you're oh, never, I was skin and bone. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say I put like, on weight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I've put on like you know. Uh, I, I put because that
1: was the other thing. I had
2: friends that I worked with. Okay, we're not
1: filming this. You're still a very fit-looking, thin guy. So it's a, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I'm, I'm the right type. I've actually got some meat on the bones. I've managed to put some muscle on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's, you do look like a perfect distance runner now without I was, being an anorexic one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so oh, thank a, you. Yeah. But I, um, yeah, I, I really just wanted to see, you know, because you can watch YouTube videos of these fitness people and. You don't really know what they do, and I was like, "Well, I've got." I was like, "I've got a reasonable sort of uh, canvas, if you will, to work with." Let's yeah. let's. Could I get fit? Because I used to work with people that they smoke cigarettes at the office, you know, yeah. and then they would they'd go to the gym after work, and I and I used to like in my mind, I used to sort of think they were stupid. Yeah, I was like, "You smoke, yeah. and you go to the gym." Meanwhile, yeah. I was smoking and not going. You go to the go to gym. The gym. <laughs> <laughs> and and i thought i was the clever one yeah, um, yeah. but you know what i mean it, the logic didn't sit right for me and i and so that was one of the things that was part of the the the, the mindset before i i was like if i go, if i gave up smoking i could actually have a crack at have like being healthy and maybe going to the gym and doing it in a way that i think is sensible and productive and, yeah. and um so, yeah, Sorry, I went for I'll a run, do, I'll, I'll tell you something it's, very quickly on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, please.
1: Alexander Popov, who was the 1500-metre freestyle world record holder right, back yep. probably about oh, mid-'80s, early-'90s. Yeah, maybe. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah. so it's, um, he trained at the Australian Institute of Sport and you know the guy was six foot seven had a wingspan of six foot nine and just dived into water and was touching the end of a 50 meter pool it's just extraordinary yeah. um but before every training session he'd be out there at 5am uh smoking a couple of darts right. before he jumped in the pool and he was actually asked that question i mean he, he was asked a question and he, go, and he said why do you do that he goes oh, "It hurts my lungs before i go into water and hurt my lungs Nice. Uh, no, yeah. he wouldn't do that before the Olympics or anything like that. But that was his philosophy. So you're talking about that person who would smoke before they actually go to the gym. So aesthetically, they might actually look good, but inside, they're actually not healthy. You yeah. Know, so yeah. It's a, and yeah. so I guess I just thought, well, if I'm gonna if I'm
2: gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna quit smoking first. And that's probably one of the many thoughts that fed into this. Like, yeah. It was all like I was like, I'm gonna hang on. If I quit, I'm gonna be healthier. I'm gonna have more money. I'm going to be able to go and get Next to fact, and the cost
1: of cigarettes, you'll be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, exactly.
2: Because yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, I was trying to save money for, a, you know, a deposit. And, yeah. And, like, so all of these things were just, I was like, I got to the point where I just felt like I was an, I was an idiot if I didn't do this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's really what it came down to. Yeah. Like, I was, the, the logic just said, what are you doing, you know? And it took me to... You could argue it took me too long to come to that conclusion, but better late than never. And so, so you yeah. put the runners on. Yeah, and that's right. So, so like I said before, I was like, "What do healthy people do?" I'm going to try and be a healthy person now. I know that they they go for a run. Um, so I I jogged. Up. They weren't even running shoes. They were just like these these nikes that were really just for fashion as long as they went to dunlop Volleys, (laughs) they were like these suede like fashionable nikes that were not running in my mind they were runners at the time yeah and this is 2019 so i ran up the road and um yeah like i just kept doing that every day and then
1: how long have you been off the cigarettes and weed at this stage Oh, like this was in the first week while I was oh, still okay. down at the beach. Oh, house. Okay, so yeah. I went
2: for a run, I went for... it, And then each
1: day I ran a little bit further. It's nice place then, to run down there. You oh, know, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, you got beautiful nature and... Yeah, yeah
2: and yep. I thought I, I, the first time I ran a couple of Ks, I couldn't believe it, you know what I mean? How did the lungs feel? Well, I was actually surprised at how quickly your lungs recover. Cooper, yeah. 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 And, you know... <sighs> obviously i could talk about this stuff all day but i'll 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 try and um speed up the the progress a little Mm. bit here if we flash forward so i get through that um i feel i'm feeling good i come back to the city i had another couple of months off um so i didn't have to go back to work for a while so i came back and i just kept eating healthy working out every day um and just the, the the confidence just snowballed. Do you know what I mean? So, um, the the more the, you know, the longer that I was doing this healthy stuff, I started to feel better. The lungs were feeling good, so better. The, I was running end, further.
1: Did you have the dopamine rushes now of looking forward to going for the run rather than the dopamine rush of looking forward to having to join? Yeah, I mean that that's right. That was like a. It just started. The to rush shift. is still there. Definitely. But it's for something healthy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, um, you know, I'm at the stage now where I've run, you know, two ultra marathons. Mm. I'm about to run my second road marathon. Um, and it's like a lot of people talk about that. There's a lot of sort of ex-addicts of different kinds that find… Retrol. Uh, you know, retrol,
1: that's, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the yeah. perfect example. Yeah, but,
2: and there's a lot of them and it's sort of like… We, we are still looking for that rush. <laughs> yes, And absolutely. we still have that addictive, str- those like streaks and traits in our in our life, but like it's a good trade-off. But the like, dopamine rush isn't, isn't
1: <laughs> leading to smoking a joint and suffering anxiety. It's leading to uh, going for a run and ending with an endorphin rush. Yeah, that's it. And, um, and the endorphin rush isn't from a high, it's from a runner's high. or... Uh, or you've actually accomplished something really positive. That's a new high in your life.
2: Correct, and and I guess that's a good segue into like how all of that started to transfer its weight into other parts of of my life as well. So, um, you know, I got to a, I got to a place where I was very comfortable um, in. Well, when I say comfortable I'd got out of that old comfort zone into a new one and realized how beneficial that had been for my health that transferred into my own mental health Mm. Um, that transferred into me being more confident to take on other things that I was um, you know probably avoiding through not wanting to get out of my comfort zone, like I hadn't been dating for example, I'd just sort of been in my shell uh, for a long time as well um, and not putting any sort of effort into trying to put myself out there and and meet someone which is something that I wanted to do. and I was able, I've, I've done that now. You know, I found the love of my life. I recently got Bonnie engaged. Has, Bonnie has told me that. Yeah, um, I didn't know about the engagement part. Yeah, well, we just we just got engaged last month. Actually, congratulations! And um, you know, my partner, she's amazing. She's uh, she's an endurance runner as well, which. Uh, which helps she gets it so she doesn't think <laughs> i'm a complete maniac or well, she uh, she does but she's kind of one so herself disappearing to... for three
1: hours on a sunday afternoon in the bush isn't a bad thing anymore. well we, yeah we, we do <laughs> it together, so together you know what yeah. i mean it's great
2: so yeah. um yeah and so you know and then with my in, in a professional sense um i was more i became more engaged in my work um you know it wasn't long until i'd I like got promoted into a better role at the company I was at um, after all this happened um, and then that transferred into me looking for be- bigger and better opportunities and I ended up finding um, an even better role at a better organisation and now it's a job that I love um, that I'm doing now so like um, yeah no, none of these things would have happened if if cigarettes hadn't been so expensive no just kidding <laughs> if uh, <laughs> But, like, do you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it starts in one place and it just, like, branched out and snowballed into, like, a whole lot of other things. So, yeah, I'm you know, I'm involved in a, a run club um, and that's led to other opportunities where, you know, I don't know what time it is now, but I'll be heading from here down to Albert Park to take a whole bunch of people out for a, a training run for the Melbourne Marathon that's happening in a couple of weeks. Um Shout out to Nike. Um, I
1: did notice a lot of Nike. I mean you look under the table too and thought, <laughs> you might be sponsored. <laughs> not <laughs> exactly. Not exactly, not spon- sponsor. They uh, they take care of
2: the run leaders, part of their training series. Ah, okay, then, uh, yep. so we we facilitate their
1: training series. Nike, I can actually state that he is wearing all your gear. The hat, the wind vest, the runners, swooshes uh, everywhere. The whole line, uh, so it's uh yep. But Phil, yeah, Phil Knight, so, Phil you Knight, know, the good old shoe dog would be very happy.
2: Um, yeah, I'm fulfilling my uh, obligations there but no um, it's just it's just great to be like part of um, like like the running club is a great social thing Mm. Um, yeah I do I you know there are people that I don't see anymore from the world that I used to sort of get around in Mm. but you know all of my all of my great friends I still keep in contact with them and and our relationships of maintain the change in in my life and it's just you know you realize as you get older that that's actually normal for people to drift apart we don't all just hang out with our buddies from school forever even though you think you're going to at the time and you're convinced that you'll be different and you'll all be friends forever but um you know that's nothing abnormal so those 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 really important relationships will they'll you know they'll survive anything yeah um and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, the
1: story's far from over, basically. So, I mean... Um, okay, so let's, let's look at it as one last question here for you because I didn't know you have to take a running group out there. Um, what is next in store for Jeremy? It's a good question. Um, and it's a question without notice. Yeah, uh, yeah. But someone who thinks about things and, you know, when, when your time's right, you know that you'll do it. But what do you think is next in store? Look I'm I guess I'm just looking forward to
2: continuing to have um, an impact on the community I'm involved in. so yeah, I've gone from zero to a hundred on the running of you know it's one of those things I just discovered I was passionate about and turns out I'm not bad at it as well. Good, yeah. never would have known that <laughs> had I not quit smoking. I never yeah. would have found that out. It's funny that's 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 one of the things I've realized is like, if you don't go out and try things, you won't actually realise that there might be something you're really amazing at and love doing that you haven't actually discovered Happy to fail nine
1: times to find that one thing I'm good at.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, um, so look, I just want to continue to find out what I'm capable of in terms of my own running. Um, and you know, I like being involved in in the, the running community, um, Obviously just developing my professional career um, and progressing that. Um, getting married is uh, on the agenda now, so that's a pretty big exciting thing that I couldn't have really... Your mum must
1: be thrilled. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> the family are happy. Uh, yeah. Both our families are really happy and, and we are most importantly. so. You know that's that's great. I've got a lot to be grateful for, and I'm, you know, I live a, a blessed life. Do you know what I mean? And cool. I did before these changes happen, but um, you know, I can give myself a bit of credit in having made these adjustments that have turned something good into something great, really, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And um, you know, I guess I'll I'll take the opportunity as well, just to sort of touch on the like the mental health Please, stuff yes. because. I haven't really struggled with my own mental health. I know I, I have, you know, everybody does to an extent, um, but some of my, you know, closest, nearest and dearest friends have had some some really, you know, serious struggles with their mental health and through the relationships I have with those people, um, I've learned a huge amount about just understanding that you don't know anything about other people and what goes on in their life, and realising how, you know, easy it is to judge and misunderstand other people, um, and so it's given me a great amount of empathy, um, and I try to carry that into everything that I do. Um, and we all, you know, forget and take things for granted, and 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 we can't help but make judgments about things and people and situations it happens before we've even realized we've had a thought but if you can maybe find a way to just stop before you act or speak and reflect and think things through a little bit more and and try to you know ask questions instead of you know telling people you know speaking less and listening more you know these all sound like cliche slogans that i'm throwing out they're all really important and they're really true and you know when you actually do you know know somebody and learn about their situation and you see things from their perspective it can really change how you can be there for them really and um yeah, like we were saying earlier, it's like, we know your mental health is talked about a lot more than it was in previous generations, which is fantastic, but it's still nowhere near where it needs to be in terms of it just being a, an ongoing thing so yeah. if you can just have that bit of little bit of influence in your own sphere with your friends and your family and just the people that you come into contact with then you're doing
1: your part for the world you, you know. don't have to wait for that one day every year called are you okay yeah you actually just do it i know it and thing, like yeah. you know
2: it, that just happened obviously the other day and, yeah. and, and the comments come out every year about that and I was guilty of it once upon a time too of not quite understanding the purpose of that mm. um, but yeah that's really what that is about is um, hey, Jeremy making I think, sure I think you're that it goes very, on
1: I actually really think you're brave to one first of all tell your story but secondly to be able to actually relate and go out there and help people actually rather than just making the, own, the change in your own life being such a positive impact to so many other people who were perfect strangers Uh, because as you said everyone has a story everyone has a battle Uh, nobody's life is perfect at all no matter what instagram will try to show you Mm -hmm. everyone does have issues battles that they're going through demons uh, that they have past traumas as well but i think your story is inspirational because it's not just what you've done for yourself which has prolonged your life and actually, you know, you're now engaged, you're about to get married, you found the love of your life, uh, you're really happy in your career, um, and advancing in your career. But yeah, the lessons you've learned, you're making those, you're helping other people make those changes as well, which as you said, it wasn't a wake up one day and say, I'm going to make these changes. Yeah. It was a case of it was planned over a period of time. And although you didn't go and seek counselling or help or anything like that, in some ways, you are being this counselor and this help to these people saying, you know what? I can actually do this. So for you to actually be brave, because we all suffer in this way, but for you to be brave and actually tell your story and say, these things can happen and these things can change. And yeah, you know, I had a great life, but I didn't have a perfect life whatsoever. But I had to recognise I need to make these changes is really wonderful. So from that aspect we really want to thank you for coming in and telling the story
2: oh it's yeah it's been my pleasure i mean yeah if i can just say that like you know getting out of my comfort zone was the best thing i've ever done Mm. and the more the more i did it the more i wanted to keep doing it and what i realized is that the the things that were keeping me in there were were the things that I needed to confront to to actually find my true potential in life, mm. um, and the you know I didn't want to put my story out to be you know self centered. Um, I did it. I documented it in videos to, I guess, hold myself accountable to begin with. Mm. But once I started doing that, it was very surprising to me the number of people that reached out like you were just sort of touching on and and they told me the influence and the the impact that it was having on them and some of the changes that they decided to do for themselves in their own way in their own world um and they were thanking me for it and so for that reason i was i've just continued to talk about it and um yeah, keep keep it out there for, because I know it's having an impact on other people. So I'm just going to close yeah. on
1: this one comment. There'll be a all the for all the people that have thanked you, there'll be ten times that amount who that you've made a change, in people have seen those videos and you've made a change in their life or helped them start to make a change in their life who haven't thanked you and haven't reached out. Sometimes out of fear. Yeah, I am not want them to have their stories so. For everyone who's thank you, multiply that by a magnitude because I'll I'll thank you for them. The silent runs out there as well, <laughs> so um, I appreciate that. Thanks day. for coming in, Jeremy. I really appreciate
2: it. No, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me.